Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Cummerford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. Are any of these phrases familiar to you? You just don't understand. How many times do I have to repeat myself? I can't tell if you're distracted or you just don't care. Whether you're hearing these phrases or saying them, they're all signs of ineffective listening. And ineffective listening can lead to damaged relationships, inefficient use of time and energy, and silos between key people in an organization. The conventional advice to improving our listening skills ranges from practicing active listening, walking in someone else's shoes, echoing back what the other person says, and paying attention to nonverbal communication, body language, facial expressions, etc. So here are three steps to becoming a better listener. Step number one, build rapport. By building rapport, we make the other person feel safe by giving them the experience that we are the same as them. The more safety you provide to another person, the more safety you provide for yourself when interacting with them. And this frees up your attention and energy to listen to what the other party is communicating. It also frees up their attention and energy to express what they are truly thinking. Rapport is about caring, not controlling or manipulating. There are many ways to build rapport. Here are a few that I suggest everybody start with. Remember, the intention is to give the recipient, the person who experiences you using these tools, uh, give them the experience of safety, belonging, mattering, and for them to subconsciously feel that you are like them. So physical body mirroring. By mirroring a person's body posture, position, you step in to what it feels like to be them. So for example, if someone is leaning back and has his arms crossed, you gradually do the same. You don't want to immediately mimic his behavior because that would be awkward. Always pause before mirroring so that changing your position isn't brushed or abrasive. You're just trying to get into a similar physical body position to see what it might feel like to be them. Keyword and gesture backtracking. Mirroring the words a person uses to describe their experience and the gestures they use too furthers that experience of same as. So if someone says, I'd really like to go the extra mile while slicing the air with their hand, you can respond by gesturing similarly and backtracking their keywords. Yes, let's go the extra mile. Note that this does not mean paraphrasing. 
paraphrasing, where you use your own words to describe what you thought somebody's experience was, does not build rapport. Using their keywords is important. Next, use the meta model. You'll often hear people use non-specific phrases, such as, I find this task difficult. Often we assume that we understand what the person means by difficult, but we don't. We're not on their map of the world. So for a software programmer, too difficult might mean that they've been asked to develop a better version of Microsoft Word all by themselves. For you, too difficult might mean that you need more time to complete a specific task. See, we all have biases. Now, without clarifying what someone means, we can't be effective in supporting them. Key to clarifying what someone means is to use what's called the meta model in neurolinguistics. The meta model helps us see the world from the other person's perspective rather than from our own. So key to being a leader. So the most useful meta model questions we can use include what specifically, how specifically, in comparison to what or who specifically. So given the example that we just discussed, you could ask the person any of the following questions. So what specifically is the task that you find too difficult? How is this task too difficult specifically? Too difficult compared to what specifically? I find the word specifically works a lot better than exactly. Notice what your experience of the word exactly is. To many people, the word exactly feels like there's a right or a wrong answer, and they feel like they're maybe being tested. Whereas specifically sounds to many people, is experienced by many people as curiosity. Ah, can you help me understand the specifics of this? So I encourage you really to use the word specifically versus exactly. Step number three, make it easier for them to express themselves. So listening is a two-way street. What we say to someone can make it easier for them to express themselves and feel heard. Key is to first understand the root causes of why ineffective listening and communication occurs. A lack of the three key emotional experiences of safety, belonging, and mattering. If we don't feel safe, belong, belonging, and mattering, forget it. Communicating and, and connecting is out the window. Next, let's unpack safety, belonging, mattering. So lack of safety. If the person in communication or the persons in communication do not feel safe, they'll likely be in critter state, right? Fight, flight, freeze, safe or not, dead or not. This can lead to defensive behavior, aggressive interactions, conflict avoidance. Rather than telling each other openly what they mean, a lot of their attention is directed to making sure they aren't being harmed emotionally or physically. They're on the lookout. Lack of belonging. Without sufficient belonging, people will not care to share what they want to say, and they won't care to listen to what others want to share either. People want to feel connected to and supported by the people they belong with, colleagues, friends and family, industry peers, etc. Lack of mattering. If two people communicating don't make each other feel that they're important, that they matter, it's really difficult to feel heard, understood, and respected. See, people want to know that they count, 
that they make a difference and they're contributing to the greater good. Safety, belonging, and mattering are essential to your brain and your ability to perform at work, to connect to others at home, and just to be in life overall. And in every communication, start to notice this, it's super cool. In every communication, we are subconsciously reinforcing or reaching out for more safety, belonging, mattering. So the net net is to truly be a great listener. We have to attempt to step into what it's like to be the other person. So try the three above steps. You'll find your interactions will be more fun, more fulfilling. Here's what we're going to put on the show page. Safety, belonging, mattering decoder. Okay. We're going to put uh, the connection, how to connect more deeply with others infographic, which includes all the great listening stuff. And then six phrases for better communication. So thank you so much for being with me today. Let's make it easier for people to express themselves. Let's use the meta model. And then let's also make sure that we build rapport. Thanks. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there, and please tell your friends.